0: Thanks for joining us for Faith Meets Mental Health with our host, Kim Boswell, the Alabama Commissioner of Mental Health. If you have any questions for our host, you can always email mentalhealth at
1: fraser.church. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Faith Meets Mental Health, a ministry of Fraser Church. I'm Kim Boswell, Commissioner of the Alabama Department of Mental Health. And today I have with me Dr. Dallas Rabick. Dr. Dallas, as we love to call her, uh, works for Department of Early Childhood. And she's our state coordinator for Infant Early Childhood Mental Health. And as we know, we have a mental health crisis going on with our youth and our young folks. Uh, And so today we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about um, how to really be able to support our children and also just how we build resiliency with kids. Uh, We do know that one in five children have a reported mental, emotional, developmental, or behavioral disorder, uh, which seems like a lot. That's the most recent data that we have out. And so Dr. Dallas and I wanted to take a little time today to talk about uh, what happens with children when they experience trauma, Uh, One of the things we really wanted to talk about today is some of the disasters that have happened in our community recently. Uh, As many of you know, we've had tornadoes and other weather events where uh, individuals were harmed in those situations. There were children who lost their homes and lost family members. And so today I asked Dr. Dallas just to tell us a little bit about how we can support kids who are in that situation. Thank you, Kim. It's nice to be
0: here again. Always nice to have these mental health conversations. So we have had a lot of tornadoes here, it seems like, in the last three years or so. Um, And we are seeing a lot of families displaced, families with children. And this all really came Well, let me back up just a little bit. When a child uh, experiences trauma or traumatic event, such as um, a tornado, that is considered a moderate event, but can lead to being a toxic event for that child. So um, gone, unprocessed. for the child uh, being able to name what happened to be able to tell a story get lends them a voice to be heard and then to be heard and to connect with um, an adult uh, in a nurturing manner allows the child to be able to process and go from being at risk to building resilience um, going from being at risk to healing and we cannot heal from broken experiences unless we are able to have a voice about it, um, to be able to describe it, to be able to sit in the emotion and name it, and then be able to think past that. And there's an interesting thing that happens neuro- neurobiologically, <laughs> a big word. Um, <clears throat> when you're processing something, to be able to connect with another human being um, and talk, to say it or draw it or act it out, um, or to talk while moving your hands or crossing your midline of your body um, does something in the brain that allows a transformation to occur from um, trauma to healing. Uh, That's why EMDR works so well, and that's, uh, if you're not familiar with it, the client is telling the story while watching a pen light or something go back and forth, or their um, bilateral stimulation, and it helps them to process the event better. So um, all of that, the science and that kind of stuff went into the thought behind What we call a crisis comfort kit so fast forward to the tornadoes Um, when the lee county tornadoes came through a few years ago um, the department of the alabama department of early childhood education uh, realized that a lot of our classrooms with our first class pre-k students had been impacted Uh, either their homes had been destroyed or their schools had been um, destroyed to the point where they couldn't go back to the their classrooms that they knew and so a lot of our teachers and coaches within the office of um, uh, readiness we um, we got together and we collected a bunch of items and I was specific in my ask so we were looking for play-doh, crayons, pencils, uh, some coloring books but also some age-appropriate books where Um, If they were a young child, the parent could read the book to the young child. Or if they were an adolescent, it was an age-appropriate development and developmentally appropriate book. So we started off putting all this stuff along with an information sheet on what to do after a natural disaster with children and an instruction sheet for parents. And we put them in gallon-sized Ziploc bags. And we called the um, Alabama uh, Red Cross, and they came and picked them up and distributed them for us in Ziploc bags. We wanted something lightweight that they could throw in a bag um, but something that was small enough. And the following year, uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield had a bunch of clear backpacks that they couldn't use for a giveaway that they were planning. And so they Donated them so that we could use them for crisis comfort kits and lo and behold we had another round of storms that year and we gave out over a hundred backpacks that year as well. So fast forward to the newest Um Uh, evolution of or the newest edition of the crisis comfort kit so would you like for me do we have time to kind of go through or what would you like to do
1: yeah I think we do I think it's probably really important for people to kind of connect to you know the neurobiology that you described and the brain science to how that actually uh, helps a child process what they've gone through um I think that would be really helpful. I always think back. I had a friend in uh, high school who um, their family would always go to church on Sunday evening. And Wizard of Oz would always come on on Sunday evening. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, she was deathly afraid of storms because every time Wizard of Oz came on, they left. And all she understood about it was there was a tornado. Oh, wow. And she spent... Her whole life being really afraid of storms until she realized, you know, she never got to see the rest of the story or to process that that wasn't the end. And she didn't know what happened to Dorothy. And so <laughs> um, it's fascinating how something even that simple, a yeah. child seeing something on television can kind of get stuck in their brain and nobody realizes that's why this child is so afraid of storms is because she's got this picture that she's not been able to process. And so I think it's really important to help folks understand kind of what that looks like for kids. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Because we don't think about that. We don't remember
1: a lot of that sometimes.
0: Or maybe we didn't have a traumatic experience as a kid. Right. Um, but we become adults, and we have all these skills, and we forget that a four-year-old or even a 12-year-old is not going to have the same resilient skills that you have. Uh, and it's important for adults and parents to be able to what we call scaffold children um, to help become those building blocks of learning and development. And you don't know what you don't know until you know it, so... You know, right. we, we, we at some point we have to support each other. So absolutely,
1: yeah. I wouldn't recommend my family's approach <laughs> um, to disaster uh, response. Um, everyone panicked. Uh, it usually mm-hmm. was someone yelling, get in the car and get in the car fast. And as we know today, that's probably like the worst thing you can do. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think, you know, we assume that. Adults know how to handle those situations. But I think helping our kids through that and even our adults to be prepared for a disaster is is so much better now because we have information. We have so much more information than we had when I was that age. It's like you just looked in the sky and look for the, you know, the tornado in the sky. Uh, so now we have a lot more information and so i do feel like it gives parents an opportunity to help prepare their children because we know a week ahead of time we're getting our weather alert and we know the weather days and so would love for you to share about the packet thank you so um typically the packets are not
0: stuffed this full okay that can be very overwhelming i just brought several items that are two different age appropriate items to kind of show that we, we create the uh, pack, the kit is very intentional. So we have a folder on the inside and it includes uh, resources. So there's resources from the National Child Traumatic Stress Network, what to do and they'll be age appropriate depending on the backpack. Um, there's uh, positive parenting information. And then on this other side, which is really cool, this is where we have the parent information sheet, which I'm gonna go over as I go through the bag. But we ha- there's, there's a series called Trinka and Sam, and it is written and illustrated by Dr. Sandra ghosh Ibn and her husband uh, Eric Ibn. and so they have one of these for every type of natural disaster but what's neat about it is it's like a social story coloring book and so as you're reading through the story you can stop anytime the child wants to stop and color Um, or you can just start coloring in it in the back of it has instructions for parents and ways to use the social story book to help uh, everyone really in the family to process what's going on And here. You are actually talking, you're coloring and you're interacting with another human being, which um, allows the brain to do what it needs to do to become resilient. So we have a, uh, a, a a paper in here that is all about your crisis comfort kit and I just want to read this really quick that we stick in here and it's building healthy brains so reading with your child offers many benefits it builds language skills and provides opportunity for your child to learn to read even more importantly reading to your child may reduce anxiety stimulate brain growth and may reduce the risk for mental illness Spending quality time with your child offers the opportunity to strengthen the parent-child relationship and buffers the negative effects of traumatic stress. Building and stacking items together while telling stories encourages problem solving and has similar effects on the developing brain. So in the spirit of building and stacking, we either have the large Duplo box blocks or we have the smaller ones um, which it's just usually three or four we don't put a whole bag in there Um, and then we have we either have a pinwheel or blowing bubbles um, and we have instructions on how the parent can help the child um, focus on the breath breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth there's age-appropriate books for the parent to read with the child, crayons, figures in here, where if the child needs to tell their story by acting it out with figurines. And for babies, for texture, we often get a, um, something for feel in here for a rattle, and that helps with them. And then we also have stress balls in both a child-sized hand and an adult-sized hand and of course, again, instructions um, on the parent information sheet.
1: That is really amazing. Um, Lots of things that I think most kids will certainly catch the attention and the eye of a child who has gone through that. And really just helping us as adults learn to, you know, build resilience in children is uh, something that is just a skill that we all need, whether it's our grandkids or um, our next-door neighbor that's going through something, you know, somebody who's lost a family member. And so thanks, Dr. Dallas. That was so helpful. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, I enjoyed being here. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks again for listening. And don't forget, if you have any questions that you would like to be discussed
0: on an upcoming episode, you can always email mentalhealth@fraser.church. Also, you can view video of our episodes on fraser.church videos or on youtube.com slash fraserchurch. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.